Hi, Ralph. Hi, Jim. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm doing well today. Okay. The snowy weather not getting to you? No, we have snow and ice here in Michigan, but... Uh, I guess it's I'm, called winter, right? It's called winter, and I'm happy with it. Uh, I could wish for a beautiful summer day, but we'll get that soon enough. Yes. I guess that's why we love it here in Michigan, because we can look forward to beautiful summer days. Well, you know, Ralph, for the last um, two sessions, we've been talking about social media. We've been talking about it in a kind of a general sense. Um, you know, there are some people who are saying that social media is bad, particularly for teens. And we talked about that last time. It takes away from perhaps schoolwork, from social activity, and takes them away from, you know, going out and enjoying the beautiful uh, outside nature of, of winter or whenever but yeah and and it also uh, in many cases deprives them of the kind of sleep they should be getting yeah and we talked about that last time uh and so we've been doing you know kind of general uh, um, uh discussions and uh, we started out talking about the 10 most um uh, popular uh social media platforms and one of them that is right now probably the most popular one, wasn't mentioned a year ago in this report. And that was a platform we referred to called TikTok. Yeah, and TikTok is an interesting platform because it caters by and large to younger people, uh, but there are some people who are pushing 60 who post on it, and... Uh, with sometimes surprising results. Yeah. The the thing that was of interest to me is uh, I was reading it, my morning news stories. and Our local TV station, it's within 50 miles or so of here, is TV 9 and 10 out of Cadillac. That's north, okay. north of here. And there was a, a story that, that caught my attention. And it said something to the effect of, or the headline said something to the effect of, Psychologist warns about the dangers and abuses of TikTok. I thought, wow, that's pretty, uh, uh, pretty much out there, um, you know. And so I took a look at it, and it just happened to be a psychologist that I happen to know and respect. And so I thought, well, maybe this should be followed up. Uh, so I typed in something to the effect of dangers of TikTok. And got quite a lot of stuff up. Yeah, a lot of people have been posting um, information on the dangers of TikTok. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the things is that um, TikTok is owned by a Chinese uh, company. Okay, so what's the significance of that? Well, uh, many people are saying that if you... Um, log on to TikTok or uh, subscribe to TikTok, that the Chinese immediately uh, will get your uh, email address and then anything you post they will uh, read and uh, can possibly use for the detriment of the United States. Now, do you think this is real, Ralph, or is this kind of a 
internet paranoia. Well, I think it's an internet paranoia because if you have several million people posting every day, sometimes several times a day, the sheer volume is going to mean that uh, short of some kind of AI uh, looking at the stuff, you you just don't have time for humans to uh, scan it all. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, you know, what, now, what would they be looking for anyway, I wonder? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, the TikTok organization says that, yes, they're owned uh, by a Chinese company, but they do not share information from the U.S. to that uh, Chinese headquarters. Uh, you can take that with whatever degree of salt you want, but, uh, you know, I I think it's probably more true than not. Okay. So what's the content on TikTok? Well, it can be anything from uh, people telling jokes to uh, uh, teenage girls posting them in acrobatic uh, competition to uh, boys dancing to uh, people doing martial arts uh, competitions. Okay, uh, now in, uh, in in all transparency, we have to admit that uh, Jim does not have a TikTok account. And how about you, Ralph? Do you have one today? No, I do not have one today. Let I us was... tell that story about that one, okay? Okay, well, <laughs> I was uh, I was on TikTok. Uh, I, I signed up. I logged in. Because you wanted to show me what it was all about, right? Yeah, and I started watching. And about oh, maybe a week later, maybe five days, I realized that I was spending probably uh, an hour a day on TikTok. In, in fact, one day here at the office, you were going through it, and you were showing me pictures of kittens and stuff like that, and we were talking, and all of a sudden, you kind of weren't there anymore. You looked like a zombie who was brain dead as you were scrolling through very quickly your, your phone, right? Yeah, and, and at that point, I realized that, uh, A, I didn't have an hour a day that I wanted to devote to mindless scrolling, and B, I had no intention ever of posting on TikTok. So I ended up, um, you know, unsubscribing from it and do not have a TikTok account now. That That is not to say that everybody should do that, but just that was my experience. It's, yeah. it's potentially quite addictive. Yeah, and that's what the psychologist in Petoskey, Michigan was saying, that she was addicted to it, and she's a, a mature woman, um, not an impressionable 13-year-old kid, and uh, a person who's very, very busy and doesn't really have the time to waste, can I use that term? Yeah. On something like TikTok, and yet she was quite taken by the, the whole thing. And then when she realized that she was addicted to it, kind of like you, she you know, cut off cold turkey. Now, we talked last week about how difficult it is sometimes to cut off cold turkey when we were talking about the kids you took up into the what we call in Canada the bush. But they were able to do it from their media. And 
I guess well, they were able to do it under duress. I mean, <laughs> basically, we had a burlap bag and said, "You will put your phone, uh, your phone, not phones in that day, but your uh, Walkmans okay. and you know radios and so Other, on." Yeah, if you don't do it, we're going to let the bears or the snakes get you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, and so a kid today, you know, a thirteen or fourteen year old, is going to, of course, say that. You know, this is not dangerous, and it's, you know, Luddites like their parents who want to control them. And yet, as we pointed out in the last two uh, uh, podcasts, there are some dangers there. And 13-year-olds might not be the very best people to be able to assess the dangers that are possibly lurking. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I uh, I found on TikTok was... um, guys who were in their uh, mid-twenties showing people how to uh, do a, a, a semi-lethal, sure-to-be-a-knockout punch. You know, if, uh, if you ever got into an altercation with somebody, do this. Okay. Well, if you're a 13-year-old young male just beginning to deal with your testosterone storms, that may be not the best role model for you to be having to know how, uh, you know, if the neighborhood kid who wants to push you in the shoulder pushes you in the shoulder, that you can take him out with one punch. Right. In fact, uh, you've done some martial arts, right, Ralph? I have, yes. One of the things that they teach you in, I think, class number one is don't use this on your you know neighborhood friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Something else I've noticed with um, in, in reading about uh, uh, TikTok is apparently there are things that are well. If I were to uh, uh, emulate them, it would be dangerous for me. For example, uh, jumping over a desk or doing a backflip from uh, the top of a desk, right? Yeah, I could possibly hurt myself pretty badly. You could, uh, certainly at our age, and probably, uh, you know, the people who do that, and many of the uh, TikTok posts say, do not attempt this at home, this is done by trained professionals. Which makes you want to do it at home. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And, uh, you know, again, many of those things are things that have appeal Mm -hmm. to... uh, young people or or people of any age i mean i kind of like watching somebody come down on a snowboard and wipe out on the moguls and go crashing into the pine trees well you can watch that in wide world of sports on a saturday afternoon yeah but (laughs) you know here i am on my phone watching it Mm -hmm. and thinking to myself boy what a wipeout what, what I'm not seeing is the guy getting up with two broken ribs and limping away from his snowboard. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's a potential danger because I could go out and try and do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the 15 years experience that this guy did because he started snowboarding when he was six years old. Yeah, right. And he makes it look so easy. But, hey, anything on snow with 
boards strapped to your feet uh, can be a little bit challenging. Believe me, I know. I've had boards strapped to my feet for 50 years now. Okay. Now, uh, as I'm looking and thinking about TikTok and as I'm reading this article from TV 9 and 10, I ask myself, well, okay, we have one psychologist who's saying that it's addictive and it's... it's Potentially harmful. Yeah. Does anybody else think of this uh, in, the, in this particular way? So I googled a couple of things and put in, I don't know, dangers of TikTok, and I see that APA has come out with a position on TikTok. In fact, they um, came out with a health advisory, you know, which, you know, what's a health advisory? Don't share, you know, dirty needles, you know, don't cough in somebody else's face. Well, this one is, you know, watch out for, for TikTok, specifically ma uh, mentioning that uh, uh, platform. So and, you know, I, and, we have to under learn more. And, and in, in my experience, I can tell you that from the position of a guy who's older than dirt, it is potentially addictive. Yes. If, if, you're, if you're not aware that you're spending too much time on TikTok, you can spend a lot of time on TikTok. Okay. In a moment, we're going to talk about a lady who's 59, and her story on TikTok went viral. She when I think when we saw her, she had half a million posts and she's look or likes, and she's looking for a million and a half. I don't know where she's at right now, but we're going to put her uh, story uh, down here under Learn More as well, and. Um, it's kind of interesting. Within this uh, 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 script, and she, where she's talking about herself and her TikTok experience, she says something to the effect of, you know, I like to drink water, uh, take care of my plants, and then snuggle up in bed and spend the rest of my time uh, watching uh, TikTok, or something yeah. to that effect. Now, the other thing that she says that I found very interesting, uh, she is a woman who describes herself as having a lifetime of body insecurity, um, starting with being a very uh, young girl and her mama uh, being very condemning of women with large breasts, women who dressed in too tight clothing and so on. Uh, and her mother was a very prim and proper woman herself. So, you know, she spent a lot of time uh, dressing in loose clothing and, and hiding, generally hiding, hiding her, body, yeah. her body. But at the uh, end of her uh, article about her experience on TikTok, she talks about having looked at one of her posts and then the following morning, instead of judging, I see a confident woman with a nice figure in the bathroom window or mirror. On date night, I don't fuss over my outfit and Emily sends a new video for review. I'm kind to myself. And now that's, you know, she's 59 years old. Now, if she were 13 or 14, and she put out uh, pictures of herself, she might have be kind, and she might have people who are supporting of her. 
But she might have that mean little 13-year-old who zings her back, right? Your, yeah. Your legs are too fat. Your um, your, your, your uh, shoulders are you know, yeah, too, too and, low or whatever. But she, we talked about bullies on the, on the Internet. Well, she found something that was kind of interesting, Ralph. She ended up with a group of supporters, right? Yeah, and she did have adverse comments. Yeah. Uh, people saying, you know, you've got a bubble butt or whatever. And she ended up uh, not responding to them, but her supporters did. And, yeah. and basically said, uh, you know, take a hike. This is a, a woman who's uh, putting out good things about gardening, and we like her, and, you know, go away and be mean to somebody else. The perchant world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting, that the, the Internet can be... Uh, or so, social media can be supportive because we've pretty much only heard the negative parts of it, right? Yeah. I guess early on when we were talking about it, we had some people who were in their 60s and they were saying that through the uh, social medias that they were using, whether it was Facebook or something else, they were able to uh, keep in contact with people who are in other parts of the city, other parts of the the state, or other parts of the country, or it was yeah. other parts of the world. Yeah, and uh, this was helpful during COVID. And I, uh, when I taught in China, my wife and I made uh, good friends with uh, a guy who's originally from Britain, and he married a Chinese woman, and he stayed in China. Now has uh, two children. And uh, he's still teaching there and quite happy. And that's how we keep in touch with him. Uh, you know, about twice a year we get a, a message from him on Facebook that, you know, gives, this is my new update. And uh, so Chinese New Year and, uh, and his uh, birthday, which happens to come in the summer, we get posts from him and we write back and tell him it's good to hear from him. Yeah, so, you know, that's a positive use. And so we really do um, want you to take a look at what APA has to say. And um, in one of, either, I think it was in the um, uh, TV 9 and 10 uh, blurb, they mentioned that Amnesty International is critiqued social media and also particularly TikTok and it's found it wanting. So I think you can find that if you want. If you just type in Amnesty International and TikTok, you're gonna, you know, get to it. Yeah. Now one of the things, Jim, that and this goes to what I was just saying, is I think social media in general has a place in the world and we can say it's not all harmful. But, you know, like I mentioned about finding TikTok so appealing and potentially addictive, I think we have to be able to say to ourselves, it's useful if it is not at the exclusion of real people and real life. Right. Good point, Ralph. And just to show our uh, listeners that we can use uh, the new media, what we're going to uh, put up on uh, under Learn More is a link to our course on implicit bias. 
it's now it's been out there for a bit but now we are trying to promote it so if you can you want to learn more about implicit bias and hey if you're a healthcare professional if you want to earn the credit that you need for your license this is the place to go and that'll be under learn more down at the end okay that's a good point Jim because we think we put together an excellent course So, until next time, this is Jim and Ralph saying keep your stick on the ice because we're all in this together. together.